And now we take you to Evangel Assembly of God in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. You know, it was Christmas Day, 1963. With my cousins, I'd run across a warehouse concrete floor and seeing a 12-foot ladder standing in the middle of the room, being a wonderful little boy. I decided to climb up the ladder and stood atop on the top rung and yelled to my cousins and everybody that could hear me, I'm the king of the world. I looked down, there were giant rolls of carpet that were getting ready to be laid, and I just kind of looked around the room and then... Everything went black because I fell from that 12-foot ladder striking my head on the concrete floor. My dad and my uncle rushed me to Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. The neurosurgeon looked at my parents that day and said, Your little boy will never be normal. He'll never run again. He'll never talk. He'll never walk. He'll never play sports. He'll never be able to go to school because the swelling in his brain has reduced his brain tissue to scrambled eggs. The best you can ever do for your son is to place him in a long care term convalescent home where they can make him comfortable until he dies. Christmas Day, 1963. My mom and dad prayed. Back in those days, they had telephone booths. Some of you don't know what a telephone booth is. (laughs) You thought we were just born with, with your own cell number, didn't you? But... We used to have telephone booths, and my dad went into a telephone booth. He closed the door, he took the phone down, but he didn't get on the phone with anybody. He started talking to Jesus about his little boy. I'm going to tell you something. God's our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Our pastors begin to pray. Churches all across the southeast begin to pray. And on the third day, I remember waking up. I didn't know it had been three days. I thought I was still on top of that ladder. I woke up and I couldn't figure out why this lady was shining a light in my eyes. And she started yelling, he's awake, he's awake. And then she ran down the aisle. I didn't know where I was. I looked all around and everything looked to be white and sterile. And and I was in the ER, or I guess I was in ICU at, at Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. And she said, he's awake. And suddenly the room was flooded with all of these nurses and technicians and doctors. And they were asking me questions and they were probing me and pinching me and, 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 and doing all kinds of stuff. And they said, what do you remember? What's your name? And I said, my name is Terrell Todd. And they said, wow, he knows his name. And I'm thinking. <laughs> and they began asking me all these questions. One of them said, what did you get for Christmas? And I said, I got a three-speed English racer bicycle, and it's fast. Now, some of you say three-speed, three gears, that big deal. Let me tell you something. In 1963, that was a big deal. <laughs> who are your mom and dad? And I told them who my parents were. They said, it's a miracle. He knows who he is. He's talking. I said, can I get up, please? They said, no, you cannot get up. They kept me for several more days, but I'll never forget that ambulance ride home. I was so excited to finally get home and see that black English racer bicycle. Mom and dad didn't let me ride it for several days. But folks, that was a miracle. There are people here in Tallahassee that need miracles. 
here at Christmas time. Maybe some of you need a miracle. I, 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 I so much enjoyed, I so appreciated the work of our choir and Brother Norm and our band and our technical team because these guys, you don't see them. They're, they're up here making things happen. They're working as hard as anybody is. Thank God for them. I thank God for our, for our Thrive Youth Choir. Didn't they do a great job under the direction of Winona? Amen. And didn't you love the little kids from Kidmitcher Church? I mean, they were just fantastic. Amen. And how about grassroots, man? I'll tell you. And they weren't singing any of that gloom, despair, agony on me stuff. Man, it was good stuff. Hallelujah. And then that grand finale. Boy, Brother Gary, I was so glad. Where are you? He may not made it in here yet. There he is right here. Whoa, whoa, glory to God in the highest. Woo, good stuff. Did you know, did you know that this time of year, around the world, this time of year, there are choirs in Europe, there are choirs in Africa, there are choirs in Central and South America. There are choirs over in Asia. There are choirs on the island nations of the world. They're all singing songs about Jesus. A lot of them are singing the music of, of, of Handel. Did you know that George Frederick Handel was a composer? He actually was born in Germany and in 1741, he became the youngest nationally renowned organist in that country. At age 40, he moved to London, and in England, he became known as a world-class composer. But he had some problems. Anybody here ever know what it is to have a problem? He had some problems, and one of his problems was that he didn't know how to manage money, and so he was facing bankruptcy, and he thought he was going to have to go to a debtor's prison. Yes, they had those back in those days. They had debtor's prisons, and so, so things didn't look good for him. Then he suffered a stroke. And he lost the use of his left arm. And he lost the use of four fingers on his right arm. And all he could do is he could sit at the, at the organ and he could plunk out with one finger melodies and things that he remembered. He thought his life was over. In fact, he got so depressed. He said, I just want to crawl into a hole and I want to die. I just want to leave this world. But then he had a friend who came to him and said, I'd like for you to compose a musical piece on the life of Jesus Christ. He says, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I just wanted to be depressed. I want to crawl into a hole and die. But you know what? That request stayed with him. Plus the man said, I'll pay you to do it. So Handel began to read the book of Isaiah, the Messianic passages. And then he went to the New Testament. He saw that every single Messianic prophecy about the Messiah was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he read the book of Psalms. And then he read the books of Matthew and Mark and Luke 
and John. He studied the life of Christ. And then he read the book of Revelation. Because, you know, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is not only the victor, he's also the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he prayed. He says, Lord God, would you please help me? And he said he began to write. And in 21 days, he wrote the words to a 260-page manuscript that we know today as the Messiah. And then he took two days, two days with his one usable finger on his right hand. And in two days, he wrote the musical score for the Messiah. In 24 days, George Frederick Handel wrote a score of music that even today in 2016 is sang around the world and probably one of the most popular songs sang right here at Christmas time is the Hallelujah Chorus. And he shall reign forever and ever and he shall reign forever and ever. And people are saying hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I mean it's, I'm not doing it justice, okay? And I'm not trying to make a mockery of it either. I'm trying to be serious with it. But it is a fantastic piece of music. Because it's talking about the reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks, maybe things aren't going so good for you today. But I want you to know that here at Christmas time, we're not worshiping just a babe in a manger. It seems like at Christmas we, we focus on the baby Jesus and at Easter there's a man who died on a cross. But I want you to know we're not worshiping a baby. We're not worshiping a dead man. We're worshiping a, a man who's fully God and fully man and he's fully alive today. We find him in the book of Revelation saying, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I hold the keys to death, to hell, and the grave. Now hear me. Some of you, you may not look like it on the outside, but on the inside, you're wearing grave clothes today. Some of you are so morose. Some of you are depressed. Some of you are going through a difficult time. And I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, even as Jesus looked at Lazarus' grave and he says, Lazarus, come forth. I'm looking at you today and I'm saying, come forth out of those grave clothes. Come forth out of that despair. Come forth out of that depression. Come forth out of the lies that the devil would say to you. Because Jesus is the King of Kings. And Jesus is the Lord of Lords. And when he died on the cross, Colossians tells us that he took captivity captive. He took, kept, he took the devil captive captive he destroyed the works of the devil you say well if he destroyed the works of the devil why do i still have to put up with the devil sometimes i'll tell you why it's because he's brain dead let me explain that to you do you know that at the end of world war ii the victory had already been won the allied forces won world war ii when the japanese gave up they signed the letters of surrender there were treaties. All the world was rejoicing because there was peace. 
However, there are remote islands in the Pacific. And on those remote islands in the Pacific, there were Japanese soldiers that had been assigned to fight there, and they never got word that the war was over. And so some of these guys, years and years and years, were still protecting those islands. They still thought the war was still going over. I'm telling you, when Jesus said, it is finished, it is finished, Satan was defeated. Now, one day he's going to be annihilated. One day he's going to be thrown into a lake of fire. But until that time, Jesus said, behold, I give you authority to tread. That means you're stepping on something, not in something, but on something. Jesus said, behold, I give you the power to the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. And if the devil's giving you a tough time, you've got to use your authority and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, jump back, Jack, get out of my life, take off the blood of Jesus Christ to set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. 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 I'm getting ready to ask you to do some things. I'm going to ask you to stand in just a second, but here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Let's all be very, very reverent. This is a holy, holy time. Brother Norma's coming back to the keyboard and the team that's getting ready to sing one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs in the world. They're getting ready to sing one more time. I'm going to ask you to stand, but I'm going to ask you not to talk. And unless you've got an appointment, please hang in here with us, okay? Everybody stand now. They're all over the house. Just stand. Glory to God. Glory to God. Nobody looking around, nobody moving, and nobody talking right now. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to ask you a question. If you died today, do you have the assurance that you would wake up in heaven? If you were like me, one minute atop a ladder, the next minute unconscious with the doctors given no hope, saying he's going to die, would you wake up in heaven? And if you would go to heaven, why? Why would God allow you into his heaven? Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to give you an opportunity today to call on the name of the Lord. But just before I do that, let me talk to another group of people here. Maybe that, that you've known the Lord, but you know, something's happened in your life. Maybe you had a bitter disappointment. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you lost a marriage. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you, 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 you had a bankruptcy. Maybe, maybe somebody betrayed you. Maybe somebody really, really treated you wrong. Maybe you were in the church and maybe somebody in the church didn't treat you right even. And it's caused your heart to grow cold. But just say today, today, I want my heart to be on fire for God. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Today, I want everything to be right between me and Jesus. I want to know that I know that I know that heaven can be my home. Let me talk to a third group of people that are here today. It may be that you love the Lord and you've known the Lord, but you don't have assurance in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord. You don't have assurance in your heart. You've prayed the prayers. You've done what you've known to do, but you don't have assurance in your heart that if you died today, that you'd wake up in heaven. 
I want you to know that you can know, you can know, that you can know. With every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, Terrell, that's me. I want the Lord Jesus Christ in my life today. If I died today, I'm not sure I'd wake up in heaven. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and leave it up till I, till, till I see it. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.